0: Good evening. Welcome to the first edition of the show formerly known as Out of Bounds, which is now known as the Sideline Junkies. I'm here, I'm KG, I'm joined with Delante, my man Junie, Big Jim, and soon to be joined by BJ. What's going on, fellas?
1: Let's Ain't
2: nothing. Ain't nothing everybody doing. All right.
0: We just just got a, a, a new feel. It's like a new pair of shoes. You just kind of want to stick your nose in and take a deep breath and smell it. So with that being said, we're going to jump right into a newly rebranded show with the same fire that we normally bring. And we're going to start it off. Uh, let's do a little college football. It's Urban Minds scandal. I, I, I've i been dying to hear what you guys have to say about this. And him taking this leave of absence. I'm sorry, not a leave of absence. He's on a paid administrative leave. Uh, due to his knowledge of domestic disputes that uh, former coach Zach Smith had, which wound up getting him fired. So let's start with Big Jim. How do you feel about that?
2: Man, I'm really not too sure um, (laughs) because, you know, it would be crazy for him to hold back anything and, uh, and not be honest with anybody. I guess you had to figure out if he was just honest, and if he was holding back. It, it's really either way. This is kind of going to ruin his legacy as a coach, because um, he's a good coach. Now everything's kind of, you know, is he that stand-up guy, and, and and willing to do the right thing for the organization, or he just wasn't trying to interrupt the organization, just withholding information, but. Yeah, man, I'm really not too sure on this one, man. Hopefully he was honest and upfront. front. If not, you know, he, um, he got
0: to pay his dues. Uh, Delonte? Uh,
1: I'm kind of um, – I'm going to roll with Jim and his response. I'm kind of like, eh, but, I mean, it's one of them, you know, them type of things where you see something, you got to say something. And you know, in this instance, he didn't say anything. You know, so like he paying the price. A great coach, though. You know,
0: what you say, Junie? Uh it's it's a tough situation. Um, he's an awesome coach. Now, now they they are in the middle of this. Uh... Look, well, we we dropped Junie. Uh this 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 has been gone going on since twenty fifteen. And there's they're saying that he Urban Meyer said that he didn't know about the twenty fifteen allegation that Zach Smith had a domestic assault against his ex wife. He did twenty eighteen and they justified Zach Smith. Not too long ago because of this. Now, I was confused at first. But I'm like, okay, unfortunately, it's two different situations, but it's not. It made me think back to the Penn State thing with Jerry Sandusky and uh, Joe Pa and how that all turned out. And this is... You know, Urban Meyer's a smart man. If you know this man put his hands on his wife and that's against company policy, you got to do something about it. And over the, the course of the next few weeks, I know the truth is going to come out and everything is going to come out, but I think Urban is going to wind up
1: losing his job at OSU because of this. Does everybody else feel the same way? Yeah, yep. You know, we, we, we live in the age of the Me Too moment. I mean movement. So, you know, the fact that he didn't say anything, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite him in the ass. Excuse the language, but it's going to bite him.
0: Jim?
2: I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Damn, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to cost him his job. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. Because if you do this now, what you're going to do later?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, digging into it, uh, Zach Smith, <laughs> two times, he was accused by his ex-wife, Courtney Smith, and he was arrested in 2009 of domestic abuse. And Irma had no problem keeping him on the staff. And there were pictures of her injuries and bruises, mm-hmm. and you know, you yeah, this is not going to end well. And you know, doing research for this and to just you know to get myself caught up on, I read a lot of different uh, articles and everything, and that confusion that I had at first totally went away. And even uh, Zach Smith did an interview. Up in uh, uh Columbus on 1075 the zone, and he didn't deny any part that he that he he was uh in a troubled marriage, or he didn't deny that things didn't get physical, or you know he said bruises could have been put on him inflicted by you know I mean inflicted by him, but he claimed that he never broke the law. Anytime you put your hands on a woman that you're married to. It don't matter if it's man or if it's a woman putting her hands on a man. You're breaking the law. That's assault. No matter how you slice it. So, anyway, moving on to the next topic. NFL football is back, fellas. Yes, sir. We got treated to a pretty decent game Thursday night. Uh, Baltimore Rays versus Chicago Bears. start with you there, Big Jim. I mean, did you did you get a chance to watch most of the game? What you, what, what you see that you like?
2: Man, you know what, man? I'm disappointed because I saw you say the game was tonight. <laughs> I got home. I completely forgot about football. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I watched a few, few highlights. I saw I was looking forward to seeing Lamar Jackson. I see he had a touchdown and an interception. I saw he had a nice little run. But other than that, I was... I totally missed it, man. I uh I'm glad it's back, but oh, uh, it just slipped my mind that night.
0: Delonte, you catch it?
1: Yeah, I uh I watched the majority of it. Um Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, uh I I mean, you know, he his first, you know, pro action, you know, per se. He, if, you know, if, if, the, if the Ravens if, if their line can block and he run, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem, but of course, you know, they're looking for more, you know, pocket presence, so, you know, he's, he's got to continue to work on that. Uh RG3. RG3, he didn't look bad. Yeah, he threw a pick, but it wasn't his fault. Um, I think the ball was like tipped or battered or something like that, but you know, um, Ravens look good, but the Bears. Um, they got that kid. I believe is Cunningham. He looked pretty good too. So it was a good game. You know, I I came in
0: towards the end of the first half, and I I, I didn't. I had to go back and see uh RG three's performance. Now, I made a special promise to uh 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 good co-worker, of to the show. We'll call him Mr. Sly, and he knows who he is. Don't you ever in your life come for RG3 again, man. This man sat out 18 months, 18 months without playing a game. Man. Gets a job, comes in, he throws a touchdown, he throws a pick, but he still look good. And the first thing you say, same old RG3, that's the same thing he did when he was here. Dude, if you don't hush your goddamn mouth and sit down somewhere, like 18-month layoff, and he's still coming in there trying to produce, trying to help. He's not trying to lead. He's trying to help. So, Mr. Sly, you know who you are. I'll see you in the morning, but sit down and shut up, man. You a hater. Now, on the Lamar Jackson, that interception he threw was uh, – it was it was late. That's all. He dropped back. He read the D, but when he came back through his progression, he threw the pass and the cornerback jumped that. I mean, it was so late that the, the the receiver had thought that he wasn't even on him anymore, and the cornerback jumped that. So that was a little bit of the receiver, a little bit of the uh, of the quarterback. So, but he still looked good. The Ravens looked good. They're getting yonder back. He's off coming off the pup list after shoulder surgery in the offseason. season. I mean the Ravens are always a the contender. They're like the they're right underneath uh Pittsburgh and New England as far as contenders going to the AFC because they're good every year. So I mean, if they got a running game this year, oh my goodness. Mm. They could be dangerous. Yeah. Now on the other on the other side the Bears I'm I'm not going I'm I'm looking at the Bears defense. Because I think it's going to be their defense that keeps them chugging along. It's not going to be the offense. I think it's going to be like not 2,000 Ravens or 85 Bears type, but it's going to be a strong-willed defense to keep them in games. And all the offense got to probably do is score 17, the defense to do the rest. And it's a young stud on the line who I personally have an interest in, and that's uh, Eddie Goldman out of Florida State. I have a personal interest in him because his dad is one of my former co-workers. And, and I, I'm not even, I'm lying. His dad is one of my former co-workers and a great mentor. Because I've had conversations over the years. And Professor Lucky still takes some some of the stuff that I spout. And, you know, he always got same response. If I'm off key, he let me know. But I want to see him do good this season. I want to see that defense staying tall because they do have a dominant defense. That that could be really, really, really good. So uh next up. The Hall of Fame. Did you guys watch the ceremony last night?
1: Bits and pieces.
2: No. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not ready for football yet. Just it ain't hit me yet.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Now I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. We could say we want to say about now. I, I looked at this Hall of Fame class. Number one, Let, let's start there. I looked at the Hall of Fame class, and I I, I went down. I looked. Uh, Randy Moss. We knew. I think we knew back in 1998 that Randy Moss was going to be a Hall of Famer. After seeing what he did at Marshall, seeing him come into the league and torch the league the way he did, especially the Cowboys, which I absolutely love, uh, we knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer. We always knew that Ray Lewis was going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, None of us have seen Jerry Kramer play. We've seen video, and we knew about those early Packer teams. and I think that was long overdue. Uh, only one that was on the bubble for me out of these, out of this class was Brian Dawkins,
1: hmm.
0: and I had to. I mean, I seen Brian Dawkins twice a year when he was an Eagle, so I had to scratch my head. It was like, ah, Brian Dawkins, I, ah, I don't know. Not taking anything away from him, and there's BJ right there.
3: Stay with me, <laughs> cause you're all I need. Are we live?
0: Yeah, we live.
3: Oh man, I was I was singing goodbye to the out of bounds name, man. I was singing oh, goodbye, but- man. I was saying my goodbyes. I it, it, that's why it took me so long to get on, man. It's just. Hard to move away from something you you know you've been attached to for the last uh, five months. It's you know five months is a committed relationship nowadays. So,
0: well, that is true. Well,
3: we'll, what are we talking about, fellas? What did I jump into?
0: What well, was- you jumped into Hall of Fame talk. Well, before it's all over, we'll jump back and get your uh, your opinion on Urban Meyer. Okay. And uh, the first preseason game, but uh, we talk of Hall of Famers, and I was telling the fellas and everybody listening, that out of this Hall of Fame class, you know, you knew Randy Moss was going to make it. We knew that. We knew that back in 98. We knew a lot. Right. We knew Ray Lewis. We knew that. I knew that Ray Lewis was going to make it back in 99 because – and to be funny about it, it was actually playing Madden when uh, Jacksonville and Baltimore were in the same division. I always had trouble with Baltimore. I was like, who is this middle linebacker that every time Fred Taylor runs up the middle – He's standing there waiting. It was Ray Lewis. So, uh, we knew Bobby Beathard, um, Brian Urlacher, but my bubble pick, and Jerry Kramer, my bubble pick was Brian Dawkins. And I didn't, I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But, then I looked at it. I looked at his stats. Brian Dawkins has one thousand one hundred thirty-one tackles, twenty-six sacks, thirty-six force fumbles, nineteen fumble recoveries, thirty-seven interceptions with three total touchdowns. I think those are Hall of Fame worthy numbers.
3: You won't get no argument over here.
0: Yeah, no argument. He does. Either. He he's a nine-time Pro Bowler, five-time First Team All-Pro, a second-team All-Pro. Uh, NFC champion in 2004, uh, NFL 2000s All-Decade team, Eagles Hall of Fame now, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, his number 20s retired in Philadelphia. I I mean, that's an impressive resume. But I think that's more along the line of uh, the reasons why I, I, I didn't think it because I've seen Brian Dawkins twice a year and yeah,
3: I think he finished his career with the most. Uh, the team I think he had the most interceptions again, was the Redskins, bro. I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the, the team that he has the most interceptions against, oh, okay. against because you know he played the Redskins twice a year, yeah, for a good. long time. I think it's the Redskins,
0: so just. Oh, man, wow. But this Hall of Fame, clay I mean, Bobby Bestett. he was the pretty much architect of those early Redskins teams. Uh, he was the architect of the 94 Chargers that rolled to the Super Bowl but got rolled over but they still made it to the Super Bowl. He put that team together. I mean, it, it's... It, it was a great class. And, you know, Jerry Kramer, we, anybody in D'Angelo, Mr. King 04 on Anchor, uh, Big Pack of Fame, we talked about the Pack of Sweep the other day, how dominant it was. You knew it was coming, but you couldn't stop it. Jerry Kramer was a, a part of that. So,
3: you know what, man? This The Hall of Fame, I, I, I was listening to T.O.'s speech at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga and he made a real good point about um I don't I can't quote him word for word but I know he basically was saying that the you know, the pro football hall of fame writers aren't being aren't judging on the their own standards to get people in and basically judging on personal which I agree with him 100% because uh Bobby Bethers should have been in and I, I you know we I don't know. I'm more connected to it because we're local to the area and, and, and you get fed Redskins 24 7. But it seems like it's a lot of people that were dealing with the Redskins that should be in the Hall of Fame that, ha- that were, are, are making it way past when they should have made it Art Monk or not in, like Joe Jacoby, Brian Mitchell. Um, who else, KG, Who else from those teams should be in the Hall of Fame?
0: The whole entire Hogs should go in as one. Yeah. And that that's, I mean, granted, it's a group, but that's that includes Russ Grimm, Jeff Bostic, Joe Jacoby, uh, George Stark, Doc Walker, Don Warren, all of those guys because they shape a movement. They changed the, change the way offensive line was played. So I believe the Hogs should go in as a group. I heard that's. That-
3: I heard Jim's microphone click. You, are you, you itching to say something over there, Jim? Nah. I thought I heard. I heard. You know, click something. But now nah, I agree with you. I, I think the the for me, you know, I think the Hall of Fame. We talk about this all the time. We've been talking about this before we started doing podcasts. I think that. Some of the you keep some of the writers, but I think they need to have um, maybe I don't know how many, how many writers you know, how many writers it is total that they vote on the hall of fame, KG.
0: Uh, don't know how many total yet, but I can find out. Go ahead.
3: I think they need at least to grab 10 hall of famers, past and present. Uh, the players association can vote them in. Or how they want to do it, but they need to hear from players and not go off of, oh, this guy gave me all the interviews I wanted, and this guy was accessible and media friendly, so I'm going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Like, it is it's guys that should be in the Hall of Fame that, that are not in the Hall of Fame. And it's uh,
0: 48 members of the elite, mem- 48 elite members of the selection committee.
3: Yeah, they, they need – if it's 48 of them, they need to add, like, five. They, they don't need to add a lot because if you get the f- five current Hall of Famers, two defense, two offense, and then, you know, one one can be the chairman of the, the – not chairman, but the leader, the lead of the, the bunch, and they can give their input on why this person should make it over this person. I think that would give it a little bit more credibility – and what it has and what it's losing based on how they how they're leaving people out and how they're treating people. Because um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, listening to Steve Zabin on Team 980, and he was just point-on hitting on all cylinders talking about how this type of thing should never happen. That the leader of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, whoever the director is, should have made a personal call but like look I don't have anything to do with the voting but I, I 100% want you at the Hall of Fame how can we make that happen at this point you gotta kiss some butt and get this man to the Hall of Fame because this is one of the most important times for a pro football period you do what you have to do to get this man in and then if he still doesn't want to do you know, come to the Hall of Fame. Like, okay, hey, that's fine. Um, live stream from where you are, and send some representatives up there to you know, you know. So once you do, you let us know what time you're gonna do your speech. We'll put it in on the on the big screens here. And I just, it just for me, they. I don't think. They didn't do enough to get T.O. there, and it was an embarrassment. Well, you know what?
0: I'm going to say this. I believe – I don't believe it should be 48 writers or 48 on the selection committee. I don't believe it it should be that many people. I, I believe you should get your Peter Kings of the world, people that cover football and have been doing it for 20, 25, 30 years. Those are the people that you need to get to vote along with people that are in the Hall of Fame, Jim Brown, uh, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irving. Yeah. Get those guys that are still watching the game and have watched the game since they retired, made the Hall of Fame. You're your Troy Aikens.
3: Mike? You know another you know another name, a media name that could be put in there because he's front and center with all football activity? I would put Rich Eisen in Hey, I can agree with that. I would let, I would let Rich Eyes, I, I mean, he's front and center. He's ahead. I mean, he definitely, like, and, you know, you got your nose in it, you know what's going on. Because, like I said, I'm not saying exclude the media at all, but they definitely need to sprinkle us some Hall of Famers. Nah, I, I, I'm not going, no, but I, I, when, you know what? I heard
0: somebody say once before the reason why it took Art Monk so long to get in, because when they were voting, somebody asked the question, Well, he's never had any spectacular catches. What has he done? And me, this was long before 2008 when he went in. And I was a young man. I was like, this is Art Monk we're talking about. Every record that Jerry Rice broke was Art Monk's record. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, well, uh, if John Elway never won a championship, would he still be a Hall of Famer?
3: I mean, I think, go ahead. Delonte, you, you, you definitely yeah. should have jumped oh, yeah. here.
1: Of course. It. Of course. How many, like, fourth quarter, you know, two minutes left in the game comebacks that this man engineer? Of course. AFC. Yeah, I think base. My, I'm sorry, uh, Don, no, It's away. all good. The AFC championships. I mean, you know, like, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, we used to get our ass kicked in the Super Bowl, but, hey, you know, we were there. Hey
3: man, I agree with you because I was just about to say, I think even if he didn't have his championships, he had just as good a resume as Marino and Jim Kelly. And speaking of which, look at Dan Marino's numbers. Dan Marino's
0: numbers, the first to throw for 5,000 yards, 48 touchdowns. How long did that record stand before Drew Brees broke it? Yeah. But now, the thing is, and I make this all the time. Now, now we all old enough to remember War Moon. And War Moon played until he was, what, 42? And he was mostly a backup the last two years. But I had somebody debate me and say that War Moon wasn't really a Hall of Famer. And I said, how can you say that? I said, do you realize at the time when he retired, War Moon led all of pro football, not just the NFL, the NFL, the CFL, and any other league you can name. He led all of pro football in total passing yards. Well, that don't count because uh, uh, the CFL ain't a real league. What is it if it's not a real league? That's a pro football league. this This is not the NFL Hall of Fame. This is where people have a disconnect. This is not the NFL Hall of Fame. This is the pro football Hall of Fame. Why wouldn't he go in being a leader, a statistical leader in pro football?
3: I can one-up you, and I definitely want to hear – Hey, Jim, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here.
3: Hey, man, I'm going to definitely – this this is going to strike a nerve with Jim, somebody that definitely should be in. Like you, you said, the Hogs should be in on the Hall of Fame because of just what they did, what they meant to football, which I agree with 100%. But what about the Steel Curtain defense? And L.C. Greenwood, he's getting punished because – sacks weren't counted to 1982 Ray Charles Stevie Wonder could see that this man deserves to go into the Hall of Fame like you know the type of disruption and turd he caused on the field why is he here in the Hall of Fame this is what what I'm talking about why isn't this man in the Hall of Fame four Super Bowls six time pro Bowl, a two time all pro
2: I wish I had an answer for you and a lot of it is based in, you know, it's crazy, but most of it, I believe, is because the Steelers already got people already in the Hall of Fame. So, if you're basing your opinion on that, then you most definitely shouldn't be voting nobody in.
3: I don't understand that. You know who else Who is not in the Hall of Fame? I'm looking at you. Lester Hayes. How? Lester Hayes. How is Lester Hayes not in the Hall of Fame?
0: Mr. Stickham himself, how?
3: Now, Jim Marshall's not in the Hall of Fame. Now, here's one of the biggest problems with the Hall of Fame I have. When you leave and you're statistically the leader in different categories at your respective position, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Brian Mitchell, Art Monk leader in all-purpose yards when he retired. Art Monk, various receiving records when he retired. That's Hall of Fame eligible right there for me. You did it at the best of your position for the longest time, and when you retired, you were at the top. And and that's a Hall of Fame career. Amongst your peers, you were the best at this category for a long time. That I mean, that's how I would think about it. So...
0: I agree wholeheartedly. We,
3: when Marshall retired, he had a career record at the time for most consecutive starts, two hundred and seventy, and games played, two hundred and eighty-two. So, nineteen years, and he's another one. Sacks weren't recorded to nineteen eighty-two. So what? Even though the sacks weren't re- recorded until nineteen eighty-two. The defenses were dominant enough where the Pittsburgh earned the Steel Curtain and Vikings earned the Purple People Eaters. Now, it's a couple other names on the list like John Lynch and Zach Thomas that I know why they're not in the Hall of Fame because Zach Thomas isn't going to make it before Ray Lewis. That's not going to happen. And then John Lynch isn't going to make it before Brian Dawkins. And who else – who else? It's another safety still need that still needs to make the Hall of Fame. Troy, Troy, Troy Polamalu
2: need to make it.
1: Yeah. Troy
3: Palomalu. I, I think I think Troy would still get in before, even though John Lynch was a force and he was, you know, he, he helped win that defense with the Tampa two, um, nine-time Pro Bowler, twice All-Pro, twenty-six interceptions. I think Troy still gets the edge on him. So this is what happens when. I think I think the rule, the, the the requirements for getting in need to change.
0: You know what, BJ? I, I'm gonna say something to you, and this is the honest to goodness truth. I got two players that you're not gonna agree with that should go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that are always gonna get overlooked because of away. where their where their career went. Jeff Garcia. Hmm. And the reason why I say that, Jeff Garcia, total numbers. CFL-NFL, 41,979 yards, 272 touchdowns. Is that not Hall of Fame worthy? Doug Flutie, 55,000 passing yards. 55,000 55, passing yards.
3: I would think Doug Flutie would make it, because you like you said, this is the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not the NFL Hall of Fame. I think the guys you're talking about, because of their total body of work, should be in the Hall of Fame. So far, who else you got, though?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I mean, I've said it on numerous shows. Ray Guy, Steve Tasker. Of course, I said Joe Jacoby, but the, the ones that are not obvious. Steve McNair. And McNair should be in there regardless of what happened off the field, regardless of the circumstances around his death. I don't care. The way that man changed his game. Remember, Steve McNair used to get out the pocket and get out on you. But then as he got older, he learned how to be a pocket passer. He still killed you. Same thing with Donovan McNair. Same, uh, I mean, Tony Baselli, Hines Ward Why is Heinz Ward not in the the Hall of Fame? Roger Craig, Carl Mecklenburg. Why are they not in the Hall of Fame?
1: Roger Craig, man. Hmm.
0: It should be no way in four you-know-what that Roger Craig shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, Jim,
3: I got somebody that should go in front of, uh, and I couldn't think of his name, but I got somebody that should go in front of Paul Malamu before... Getting in the Hall of Fame Bingo Bingo.
2: You know what I might be able to agree But then I disagree
3: Because Air Reed wasn't really hitting nobody He was more of an interception guy He was a ball hawk 64 interceptions versus Palmolimu's 32 Yeah but you gotta remember Troy played in the box a whole lot That wasn't And then he'll run back 30 yards
2: and make the play That's not uh, Air Reed But I will give Air Reed some credit He was nice but I wasn't trusting him to make a tackle or come up in the box and do anything.
3: I, I, on, I, think, they, I Ed, think they're about to tie. Air Reed got 643 tackles versus Palomalu has 770. So, Reed,
2: I, 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 12 sacks. I, that Reed – That's just my personal opinion. I ain't knocking Air Reed. I think
3: that's a good thing. He definitely got him on sacks, I think. I don't – Palomalu yeah, – I mean, I definitely agree with you, Palomalu. They definitely played – Similar and different. Paul Malamu was in the box more, but I think as far as Roman and Phil, they both were the two of the best. Yeah, ever. yeah,
2: yeah. I agree with you.
3: But you know, now, but I, this is the thing though. Now,
0: A. Reed and Paul they will be eligible, if I'm not mistaken, next year. I know A. Reid will be ne- eligible next year. They retired to both the same year, didn't they? Did they, I think they both 2013? No, Paul Amaro retired in 14. Okay because I, I just looked at that um, but with them two, they were so synonymous with each other played twice a year. Yeah, and Avery no T- Palomar won't be eligible till year after next so Avery's eligible next year but I, I to be quite honest, I thought that they would go hand in hand because they they were so synonymous they were the most the two most dangerous safeties at one point. Because Palamalu, remember that's during that Super Bowl run, they always made some sort of play, and Palamalu was always in the middle to pick up the ball, pick up a fumble, catch an interception that was looked like it wasn't an interception when he put the b- hands on the ball and scoops it. It's always something. But yeah. Ed Reed the same way. Ed Reed a block a punt. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, don't no, he got like a, a – was it the interception return or was it a missed field goal that he ran back 108 yards?
2: Yeah, that might have been an interception, I think. I, I think. I'm not too sure.
0: But, yeah. And that's another thing. Once Ed Reed got going, you wasn't going to catch him. I'm like, why don't they use this man to run kicks back? Because you're not going to catch him. He would bob and weave and run across the field. He's supposed to be running 100 yards straight. He done ran 250 because he done dipped and dodge side to side.
3: But he scored. They said Ed Reed holds the all-time NFL record for interception return yards with 1,590 and postseason interception with nine tied with three other
1: players. I can see that. He was trying to score every time he uh, made an interception.
3: And
0: as (laughs) much as I used to hate Miami football, he's a hurricane. and He's one of the best to ever do it.
1: So if I got one, go ahead. What y'all think, uh, all think Mike Vick is hall of fame worthy. MVP. It, I think, I mean, yeah, you know, the dog thing kind of messed, you know, messed this whole thing up and he came back in Philly with a vengeance.
3: I think I, I'm like Kevin with McNair. I don't care what he did off the field because mm-hmm. that's, that's not the pro football hall of fame is supposed to be about what you did on the field as far as football. I don't think he'll never get in because if you get in, you're going to have people lined up protesting about dogs and cats, you know, and animals and like the guy can never live that down. Like he's, he did his time, which is uh, more time than people are doing for actually killing real people. And I'm not saying dogs and cats and animals, you know, don't deserve, you know, fair treatment and respect, but we got people out here killing human beings, hanging people, lynching people, and Mike Vick is still held to wherever he go. Well, when he came out of prison, you know, people were hesitant to sign him because of the circus that was going to follow him. But I think he should be in the Hall of Fame because he, we're talking about somebody that rewrote the position. Like, it's been nobody – who who's come close to him in his prime when he was with Atlanta? Not
0: even Cam Newton, to yeah. be honest.
3: I think – I mean, if you're talking about plays with your legs and, and maybe Russell Wilson, but he still ain't close to what Vic did. No, no.
1: no.
3: RG, RG3 rookie year? That I think that might be the closest anybody has came to Mike Vic in his prime.
0: Yeah, because he yeah. damn near rushed for a thousand yards as a quarterback. And I think Michael Vick was the first to ever first quarterback to rush for a thousand yards. Yeah.
3: Yeah, see he, he not gonna get in just, just the simple fact of that the dog fighting.
2: See, so, yeah, I I don't think not just because of the dog fight, I think his inaccuracy, man, is really um messed him up. If he We already know he got an arm. He can throw it 80 yards. But if he was just more accurate with his passes, man, I think he would have been a straight beast.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's funny Jimmy say that. Because I was sitting here and I said that's probably his only drawback is he wasn't a very accurate quarterback. But then you also think about it. And when he was in Atlanta, who he had to throw the ball to? But Roddy White. He had Ward
3: Dunn and Roddy White and Algie Crumpy. An imperialist peerless price, Ooh. like I said, he had Willie <laughs> <laughs> and Alex and Rowdy White, and here's my thing: Jim should he be punished because of the type of play he was? I mean, as a mobile as a mobile quarterback, he that's what he was. He was a mobile quarterback, just like RG three, where you had to put you had to change your offense and make plays for him to do the things that. A mobile quarterback has has their strength set. So, are we going to sit here and punish him because that's just like saying Aaron or, or Tom Brady isn't isn't going to be considered because he doesn't have enough rushing yards. That's not what he's being asked to do.
0: Well, if you you gonna punish him for that, punish Fran Tarkenton too. I mean, because Fran Tarkenton. And you you listen to deep defensive backs and defensive linemen talk about Fran Tarkenton, he could scramble like no other. He'll go one way, look over his shoulder, see you come and switch back the other way, switch this way, and you couldn't catch him. But he made plays with his legs. So if you're going to penalize Michael Vick or any other mo- mobile uh, quarterback, you got to penalize Fran Tarkenton too. Hell, Bob Greasy,
3: you got to penalize him. He's a Hall of Famer, both of them are. Mom. I just think for obvious reasons, there's a double standard when it comes to, you know, people like Michael Vick and what they did and what they meant for the game for their period of time. Like, you know, I think sometimes it's just laughable. We won't get into it in depth, but it's just laughable that, you know, people won't be considered for certain things, but other people will be considered for certain things. It's just it's a joke. I I don't man, I don't really know. I mean you he, he
2: can't, he can't change the fact that he changed the game. The guy just the guy was a beast. I mean, he can outrun anybody. He can still throw it. Like his only problem was the, the inaccuracy thing. I mean, can't hold that against him. He is what he is. And yeah. if, if hell, maybe if he could just threw through through in the trash cans or through the tires a little bit more. Hey, he could have been a lot better. But also, in his defense, and like Kevin said, it's the products that you put around the man, too. You know, if you're basing all your hopes on Mike Vick, then you already failed because this is an 11-man team. We need 10 other players to help him out. Yep. So, you know, it ain't all his fault. But the accuracy thing, he most definitely could have um, helped himself with. The running thing, he was just blessed with that. And all you had to do was spot the guy, so that made – 10 defensive players out there. And a matter of fact, you might have had two guys spying him because he could juke one and outrun the other. So it's like you you really in a bind. There wasn't much you can do, but I don't think he just had enough numbers and the fact that he went to jail didn't help his career none. And he, he just doesn't have the numbers, I guess. I would have to see his stats, but I don't think he has enough numbers to really go in the Hall of Fame. Maybe as a game changer, maybe not on the staff. but maybe as a game changer.
3: And hey, see, I, Jim, I was about to say that when, when somebody has a, a record-breaking game, or they break a record, their artifacts go to the Hall of Fame. Now, I don't. I'm I'm sure, RG three stuff has stuff in there from his rookie season. I'm sure Vic has stuff in there from the only quarterback, only African American quarterback to go in Green Bay and to win, win yeah, yeah. a playoff game. Okay? I'm sure it's stuff in it. So if he's not good enough to get into the Hall of Fame, take his stuff out of there too. Yeah. Take his stuff out of there too. If he's not good enough for far as, you know, we what, I'm not saying that as far as a quarterback stats, he has it. But what he did for the game is something that can, you know, transcend his position. Take his stuff out of the, the Hall of Fame too.
2: But is that fair to everybody else who's done like had one? Spe- I mean, even even the lesser known people, they had one spectacular game. Somebody catches up, uh, those two hundred and sixty yards receiving. I'm quite sure they quite. i they know they're not gonna make the Hall of Fame because they're not that good. But for one game, they were a beast, the monster, the sh. They was awesome, spectacular. All the words they probably won't ever hear again. And you one thing you can say is my shoes, my gloves, my helmet, my whatever is in the Hall of Fame.
0: Well, D'Angelo Hall can say that for the game that he uh he picked off what
3: four well, passes
0: against the, 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 the bears? Yep. No,
3: against not against the bears, against Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> but the bears, his queen had good. nothing bears ain't had nothing to do with that.
0: His quicks and his jersey and everything went to uh to the Hall of Fame, but I don't think unless he goes third or fourth quarter uh vote, I don't think D'Angelo Hall will make the, the Hall of Fame because nobody unless you really watched him play and these last couple of years is what's everybody gonna remember, but I remember what he did before. Before the injuries, I remember what he did. And like Michael Vick. Michael Vick, twenty two thousand four sixty four passing, an eighty point five passer rating. But he's number one in yards per carry average for a quarterback and a, over a career, 7.0.
3: And see, that's what I'm talking about. You finishing, you're finishing your career breaking records at your position. That, it, it, you did it for a long time. You didn't, see, it, it, you didn't run the minimum of 50 times, and every time you ran, you had a 10-yard gain. This man made a living on the ground. That's what I was talking about earlier.
0: Six thousand one hundred and nine yards rushing by a quarterback for a career, number one.
3: Hmm.
0: It's one thousand thirty-nine yards in a season, number one.
2: That may get that may actually get him in. Because like you say, if you finish number one and he had a, a, a missed three years of pro football, so imagine that number could be eight thousand. Yeah. So he exactly. Should, Yeah, he so he possibly should get in on that. The problem is he may not be the first, second, or third, uh, you know, ballot. I mean, it may take him to four and five.
3: Hey, Jim, if he never had interruptions in his career, you might be talking about the first ten thousand yards rushing.
2: Exactly. So that most definitely would have got him in, but it's still a matter: is he first ballot, second ballot? You know, it's and with and. And and like you saying, Brian, the writers, if they can't take their personal feelings out of it because they're animal lovers and that's all they know is animals, hey, that ain't my fault you're an animal lover. Leave your personal business at home. Once you you walk out your door with your briefcase, all your personal stuff is at home. It's all about business now. And this man ran like a mug on the field.
0: You you know what? A a contrast of comparing stats, it's a different position, but – Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, 750 receptions, 11,904 uh, receiving yards, and 65 touchdowns. For To be in the Hall of Fame and Hall of Fame worthy, his numbers are very low, but he was the first ballot in Hall of Fame.
3: First ballot Hall of Fame. Why? Because he played for America's team.
0: And he won three Super Bowls. He was brash. But uh, everybody could forget what he did off the field. It's what he did on the field. See what I'm saying? You, you, you see the contrast that I that, that I made.
3: Absolutely. Forget what I he did that. off
0: the field. His stats ain't all that, but he did play for Dallas. He did win three Super Bowls. Come on. And,
3: uh, it's <laughs> it's 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 funny. It's funny is you you can look and look at them contradict themselves one way, and then go the other way, and and, and people still sitting outside. Of the Hall of Fame, I think it's, it's crazy.
0: It's absolutely crazy. It it doesn't make much
3: sense. But um, let's uh, let's 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 go around the room. We don't have Junie with us today, but Jim, you got some training camp news from the Steelers? Uh,
2: no, no, Bell, as everybody knows, um. No, not really. Just, you know, just I'm waiting for next week for the first season. I mean, first uh, game, preseason game with them. I think they play Philadelphia. But, you know, on, on another note, uh, these are rash injuries going around the NFL. I see ACL being blown out in the conditioning test. And, man, they, they yell before they even get started. Hey, uh,
3: Delonte, what's going on in the Broncos world?
1: uh Case Keenum he's uh looking pretty good he's only thrown one interception um our pass rushers is, is looking quite impressive although he's thrown only thrown one interception he's been sacked quite a few times uh which speaks for our weak line but you know we we got uh Bradley Chubb on one end and we have Vaughn Miller on the other end so and uh Shane Ray is out there you know, there's a contract year, so he's out there playing with some vengeance. Um, and then our rookie wide receiver Cortland Sutton, he's out there making like Odell Beckham type catches. Um, so, yeah, man, we we looking pretty good so far. But it's just training camp, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. You know how that go?
3: Yeah, hey man, I was about to
1: say when you got Bradley
3: Chubb on one end and and a uh, bomb mill on the other, I don't even think it's fair. Yeah, they even report how many sacks you're getting because that's that's a handful right there.
1: Yeah, man. As long you know, as, long as the offense comes to play, then we should be you should be pretty good this year. Hey, man. Real quick from the Buffalo Bill world, the,
3: the news that's dominating our campus with Kelvin Benjamin has said about uh, Cam Newton and not wanting to ha- being uh, drafted in Carolina, and you know probably, you know, his career would have been better if he was with a, a more accurate quarterback. I mean, I, I'm all for speaking your mind and and expressing your thoughts. You know, I don't think anybody should be held back, but sometimes you just got to know when to, you know, let things go and and move on. And uh, his coach, of course, Sean McDermott was, uh, uh, you know, in Carolina for some time with him and he... They're going, you know, kind of didn't like his comment, the timing of his comment. So, uh, Zay Jones, the receiver, uh, back on the field, and like Jim said, it's it's just been a rash of injuries, you know, little little things here and there, you know, keeping um keeping players on off, off the field. I know the Bills got some people back, uh, you know, recently, but um, other than that, um, I don't I don't think it's been any way through. Anybody as far as QB that's standing out there, you'd be like, Oh man, that's that's what we need, you know. But it's like 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 Delante say, it's training camp. It's is it's it's for you to get out there and get better. So we, we about to go into week one of the preseason. I ain't too worried until we get to that third or fourth week of the preseason and we still throwing, you know, multiple interceptions and you know, offense don't look that good. But um KG, what's going on in the Redskins world? Um as
0: reported last week, they said uh, Alex Smith was getting picked off by the DBs, but like you guys said, it's training camp. I really don't care because he's playing against a hungry defense. Those those DBs are, are, are very, very hungry because they feel that they're underrated, in which they are. They're, they're a pretty good unit. So I, I'm not worried about that. Um, we did lose Deron Payne for three to four weeks to a sprained ankle uh Josh Dotson landed on his shoulder after making a beautiful catch and he's day-to-day, but everybody's day-to-day. So, you know, it one step at a time. Um Trey Quinn is looking pretty good in training camp. And I'm hoping that he he makes a pretty good impact uh with this receiving core. Uh but other than that, I mean, hey, the least amount of injuries, any kind of injuries we can get, and we can get to the first game of the season. I'm very optimistic about what can happen, but we just got to get it stopped raining in this area. Down in Richmond, I mean, they, they, they don't have a bubble. So, you, you know, when it rains, you got to end practice. So, And also, we got the Jets coming into town soon to uh, do a joint practice. So that's going to be good to hit somebody in another jersey.
3: Uh, hey man, they've been talking about that with Terrell Pryor. I don't know why, cause he didn't do anything last year, so I don't even know why he's a a topic. Is you know?
0: Well, you mm-hmm. know what? Some people, and I, I mean, I'm not even gonna let him remain, remain nameless once again. Mister Sly. Oh, he gonna catch a uh, uh, four thousand yards? What he do, do? Nothing. Oh, they didn't use him right. No, he didn't use himself right. He can't catch. He should still be a quarterback, not a receiver.
3: Hey man, I don't want to change the subject, but I'm watching the NFL network, and when Ray Lewis got enshrined and his bus came out from, from that TV <laughs> angle, hold on, from the TV angle, it looked like Christian Ronaldo. But they just did an up close on it. It looks like him, it, it looks really good. I from from the angle he had it, from them showing him beside it. I'm just like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> who who is that? That's not Ray Lewis but they just showed it in a glass case, and I guess maybe it was the light. It looks just like them. It looks really good. Randy's Randy Moss looks really good. Um, Brian Dawkins. All of them, Erlacher, all of them look really good. So I'm going to tell
0: you something. Ray Lewis stole the show last night. Ray Lewis, I I mean, the way he was moving around, I didn't know if I was watching a Hall of Fame ceremony or a church service. I didn't know. But Ray Lewis took us to church last night, and he was hitting hard. I, I mean, I kinda sorta got the itch later on. I was like, you know what? Where's my helmet? Where's my pads? It's time to go run. I then I had to think about it. And reality said, in my hips was like, Yeah, you can go ahead and run if you want. You ain't going to work Monday. So I was like, Okay. But Ray, Ray, he, he he did his thing last night. He he did real good. His speech was really, really good. So was Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins I think he almost had everybody in tears because he was in tears. But That ceremony last night was one of the best I've seen in quite some time.
3: Hey, man, we're not going to hold y'all all all night. Um, That's going to be our show for today. We hope y'all enjoyed it. As our new branded Sideline Junkies podcast uh, moving forward. Um, Our new email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Our uh, Instagram, sidelinejunkies. One word, Twitter handle, Sideline Junkies. You can all reach us on all those platforms. Um, you can listen to us on KG. Where are you can listen to us at, man?
0: You can listen to us right here on Anchor FM, Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, Overcast, PocketCast, the newly acquired Spotify, Google
3: Podcasts, and iTunes Podcasts. Hey Jim, and you got it. You got it. oh my fault. Go ahead, KG. Don't
0: don't don't forget Facebook, sideline junkies, colon podcast. If you're already a member of the page, don't worry. We didn't kick you out and create something new. We're still right here at home.
3: That's right, baby. Hey Jim, you got any last words? Any 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 thoughts on today's show? Final
0: thoughts?
2: Yeah, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. You know, I'm ready to talk to about talk about a little bit more football. Uh, you know, I'm ready to talk about a little bit of basketball. You know, and I gotta get excited for I guess for hockey and all this stuff. But I'm looking forward to the next show. You know, get out there and start expressing ourselves, giving our giving the people how we feel.
3: Hey say what's up with you? You got any final words on the show, man?
1: A uh, great show. You know, always good, you know, connecting, you know, with the you know, the brothers. Um shout out to Junie. Um and just like um Jimbo said, man, just looking forward to the preseason you know commencing and then the regular season commencing football that is um also kind i know it's like you know premature but also looking forward to uh basketball as well it's gonna be an interesting basketball season you know we've like sure. months or you know down the line but just looking forward man to some good football and some good basketball coming up it's
3: gonna be a very interesting basketball season kg any final thoughts man uh just
0: like everybody else looking forward to football uh basketball i'm actually looking forward to see how this baseball season plays out uh my yankees kind of stumbling a little bit but that's okay um
3: they'll buy somebody
0: oh don't be a hater man
3: <laughs> jesus <Jeez. laughs>
0: but i'm just i'm looking forward to that and uh just seeing how that season plays out and, seeing how the rest of this WNBA season plays out. Just, I'm surrounded by sports. We got hard knocks next week, so it's it's like, ah, I'm ready. I'm just ready for just to be engulfed in sports. That's why we are the Sideline Junkies.
3: Hey, man, let me tell you what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward, forward from, from this day on, branding as the Sideline Junkies moving forward and not having any name issues, you know, trying to compete with anybody else and, just bringing quality podcasts, having fun, which we always do, talking about sports. There's no better time for me than to sit here and talk. You get to talk about sports all day, so uh, let's definitely look for our presence on social media. We're going to come to you uh, in the near future. Uh, we have the YouTube channel set up. We're going to try to do some some live shows, especially when football season come try to get everybody together and bring you some live shows and some Facebook live and we're going to definitely be way more active and uh, way more uh, into it and um, bring you all the dirt and all of uh, our opinions as we see fit and uh, just buckle up and enjoy the ride. So, but for um, today's show, that is it. And Hey, all fellas, we, I appreciate all y'all. We will do it again. We're going to bring y'all uh, another update probably Tuesday or Wednesday, training camp, and uh, see if we get an update on the Urban Meyer situation. But for today, that is it. Everybody have a good day. Be safe out there uh, and enjoy your week. We'll talk to you Tuesday or Wednesday. Have
1: a good one. Have a good one, y'all.